Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so blessed and delighted to have you with us today here in the house, the house of faith. There is a place for you in God's family, and that's what we believe we are. This is not religion. It's family. God wasn't after uh, creating some, a bunch of denominations and a bunch of religion. He was after a family when he made you, when he made me. And that's who we are. We're the family of God. We're the family of faith. And today we're going to uh, get into the word. I believe the Lord would have some things to say to you. So take some time. Take the time right now to get into the Word with us if you, if you can and you're where you are, where you can. Get your Bible, get a notebook, get something to write with because I believe the Lord could say something to you today that would impact your thinking and impact your life. Maybe even change the way you think about some things, change the way you live life out. And uh, God is just so good. He's so faithful. He's done uh, so many wonderful things for us and our family and this ministry. And we are fully expectant for him to do the exact same thing in your life today. Sarah, let's pray together and get right into the word. You wanna pray? Uh, sure. Do it. <laughs> Father, we love you this morning. Thank you so much for being so good to us and so faithful to us. Thank you, Lord, that your plan is for us to have a family that thrives. Lord, days of heaven on the earth. And so today we receive your instruction, your wisdom. We ask you to help us in the area that we in the areas that we need help. You know better what we need than we even know. So we receive that from you today. You are such a good, good father. And we love you today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to start. Uh, today on something that I believe is probably going to carry us over the next several weeks uh, as we get into the Word together on the broadcast here. But I want to begin in Galatians chapter 6. And this is a familiar scripture to us. Uh, it's a, it would be a familiar scripture to anybody who's been tracking with us here in, the, in this ministry for any length of time. But it's in Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. It says, Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Sari said, as we have opportunity. Number one, I believe that's one of the greatest things God has ever given anybody is opportunity. That's a gift from him. He's never forced anything on anyone, but he's given us opportunity. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, love forced on somebody is not love at all. But God in his love created opportunity for us. Opportunity to see Jesus for who he was. Opportunity to respond in faith. And he's saying here, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. But I like this part, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, that word household just simply means family. If you look it up, that's literally what the word means. It's talking about the family of faith. Now, you're watching this, you may, that might strike you in a number of different ways. When somebody hears us talk about the household of faith, the family of faith, you might immediately think about this global body of Christ, which of course, that is a reference to that. And of course, we're a part of that body. It's a growing body. Like I said, it is a global body. Uh, but a lot of people hear the word faith and it hits them maybe in a different way than it hits you and hits me. Sometimes people hear the word faith and immediately they just think religion. You believe in something. You believe in something you can't see. You believe in a, a set of rules. You believe in, in a way of living uh, that's beyond what you see and feel. And, and of course, there are elements of faith in that. But I don't just hear the word faith and think I believe in something. I hear the word faith and I think I believe in someone. Uh, 
And the opportunity, like we said earlier, that God has set in front of us is what he set in front of all men, is the opportunity to put faith in Jesus. But even more specifically than just faith in Jesus and being a part of this global body of Christ, when I hear household of faith, family of faith, I have some very personal feelings about what that means. Because and some of you probably heard me give this testimony about my own life, but that's the house that I really feel like I grew up in. I know from your own testimony, that's the house you felt like you grew up in. And early on in life, I've realized that there were some pretty major differences between my family, the house I'm growing up in, and other kids, other families, other houses. And you see it really played out. The older you get as a child and your mom and dad sort of let the leash go a little bit. You spend time around other friends and their families. And I remember there was a kid uh, that lived on the street behind me and um, he, he went to school with me. We were in the same class together and I went to Christian school. Here's a Christian kid, Christian family, but I would always go to, over to his house. And I remember even being a young kid thinking, things are just different over here than they are at my house. We, we get away with a little more over here than we do at my house. And some of those differences really start to impact you early on. And uh, what, I, what I felt led of the Lord for you and I to talk about and talk to our partners about and talk to our viewing audience about uh, beginning today and going over the next several weeks is what it takes to raise a family in the house of faith. How do we raise a family in the house of faith, because again, it's different. Mm -hmm. Growing up faith is different. And um, I know this has been something that's been huge to you and you and I have had conversations about this, more conversations off camera than we ever have had on camera, but it just seemed good to me, babe, to talk to our partners today um, from the word of God about some of the things that our parents did raising us in the house of faith and some of the things we're doing now to raise our two in the house of faith. I mean, when I talk about this, what are some of your first thoughts? Uh, I, I know we're gonna get into some things specifically, but just in a broad sense, what are some of your first thoughts when you think about what it takes to raise a family in the house of faith? Well, the first thing I think of with little kids and children is um, always, one thing my family did, my parents did, was always keep us around the anointing. Yeah and always kept us around God and the things of God, around church, around people who love God. Yeah. And um, there's just something that happens when you, when you are around a certain atmosphere, it becomes your normal, your norm. And as people grow up and um, you just you just don't want anything else. You want God. You want, especially when you have it handed to you in such a love, loving and a graceful way. Like I think about growing up, I was always at my grandparents' house and my parents, What the they were so full of the love of God and the grace of God. When we went over there, it was, it was sweet and it was real and God was real and they represented God to me and they did a really good job yeah. of that. So for me, um, I wanted God. I love God. I wanted to be like Him. I know a lot of people I've heard their testimony may be an, another, an opposite of that where their parents may have been in ministry and they were one way in church and on the pulpit. And then when they came home, they didn't experience the love and right. the grace of God. But 
I really believe, and I tell my staff this too, we talk about this a lot, but I believe that the best thing you can do for your kids when they're little is just overwhelm them with the love and the grace of God. Yeah. Because if they get a taste of God's goodness when they're little, they get a taste of His presence and His anointing and and all just who He is, just get acquainted with everything good in Him, then as they grow up, they will respond to Him. They will want Him. They will respond in faith. They will, that's what I did. I mean, I just knew God through my parents and my grandparents, but I knew the love of God and I knew His grace. You talked about keeping our kids around the anointing. And I do want to come back to that because that's been such a huge part of what the Lord's instructed us to minister on over the last several weeks and months is talking about the anointing, answering some basic questions about the anointing. What is it? Where's it come from? How do you get it? Can I have more of it? And, and I want to talk some about that, but there's something else you mentioned. And I feel like if, if we were to go back and somehow try to put a prioritized number system to what we're talking about here, the thing that has to come first is what you just said, is rooting in them a revelation of how much they're loved. Again, we're talking about raising a family in the house of faith. And, And what's interesting about that is you have to be watchful that when you think faith or you start talking faith, that you don't immediately run to how do I say it? Some of the uh, mechanics of faith. Legalism. Or just yeah. But, but even some of the good, the, the steps of faith and the walk of faith. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk some about that. But some of those things, really any of those things can't come before yeah. a revelation of how much you're loved because faith works by love. And we're reading here in Galatians 6. And this is out of the same letter that Paul wrote to the same church when he told these people faith works by love. Now, the first, the first part of that verse is good news. Faith works. And that's one thing we want our family to know. When you're raising a family in the house of faith, they need to be convicted and convinced all the time. Faith works. But it, you cannot disconnect it from that power source to faith. And that's what love is. Love is the plug that you plug faith into. And I, I want to read this because I, I made note of this earlier in the book of 1 John. Turn there with me. Um, in 1 John chapter 4. 1 John is a letter all about the love of God. I mean, you can begin in verse 7 of chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, it would be easy to make a big deal when you're raising kids and you're raising them in a Christian home, you're raising them in a godly environment. It would be easy to stress, if you will, the importance of walking in love. And this is something we do in our home, wouldn't you say? We would talk to the kids about having a zero tolerance for strife. And anytime they start picking at each other or the uh, little arguments arise, we just 
We don't let that kind of thing go on. We stop the strife and we talk to them about ministering grace to each other and words of kindness and so on. But all of that is, it's an uphill battle. It's an impossible task to require love like this of yourself unless and until you get a revelation of how deeply you've been loved. You can't give something you don't have. And if you skip down to verse 19, this is the bottom line of it. First John chapter four, verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. And I think if I were to have a number one rule in raising a family in the house of faith, these, if you will, are the faith house rules. We love because we've been loved. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Would you say that that's number one priority in our house? Or should be? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more than it is at times, but sure. Really, anything else, the things that we've learned about faith, the things that we've, all the ins and outs and details, and like you said, the mechanics and the methods and all that really means nothing mm-hmm. unless people are experiencing the real love of God. Right. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think just over, sh- just flooding, flooding a house be flooded with the love of God. I mean, well, however that needs to happen, hanging out together, spending time together, listening to each other, relation, building relationships. And um, it can't just be a bunch of rules mm-hmm. and work. Those rules have to be infused with the love of God. Yeah. How would you say we've, uh, implemented this practically in our home or how was it in yours? I know you talked about um, being around certain members of your family. Of course, your mom and dad, who I can attest are just carriers of the love of God. And I know when I fell in love with you, uh, I fell in love with your family all at the same time, which was an amazing thing for me. I mean, that just if you've never heard our love story, it's an amazing one. It'll make you believe in God. But such a huge part of of our fallen in love for me was being around your mom and dad, being around your brothers and your, your grandparents and um, watching the way you guys love each other. And, and of course, serious things, serious family matters, but just the lightheartedness, I think, that I, that I saw in your family was a real testimony to me. Like, I'll never forget, I think it was maybe one of the first times I came to visit you um, your brothers made me play this game where we lift up our shirts and touch bellies and the first person <laughs> that laughs loses. Well, that's the heart house. That was honestly the first time I've ever played that game. <laughs> Didn't they? I think they did a dance. Like they came out the first time you were there and they did like a dance for you, like a, like it was an, weird in, Indian, sure. an Indian tribal dance or like yeah. a... Like a and I couldn't tell like a hoedown. I can't remember what it was. These guys really like me strange. and are comfortable around me, or they want me gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to scare me off. But it I, was their way of loving you, I think. No, nah, but there, but there was something in your home uh, that I believe is the direct result of people being confident in the love of God. And I, I, you may not be quick sometimes to connect <laughs> playing stupid games and being silly with the love of God, but love talks. Uh, the scripture says that love drives out fear. Mm-hmm. 
that we have confidence because of how much we're loved. And I think I experienced that uh, being around you guys, being around, again, your mom and dad, your, your family. These people are confident, one, in their love for God and God's love for them, but confident in their love for each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think, I, I can't remember a single male in your house wearing a shirt for several days. I, I don't know why I'm harping on this. Sorry, Perry, sorry, <laughs> Dad. Uh, but I just, just a confidence that comes out of knowing you're loved. You know what I mean? Well, we spent so much time together. That was a huge part of it. I mean, we, we, my parents always had us in church. We were always in church every Sunday, every Wednesday night, actually every Sunday night too. But God was, He was the center of our lives. And, and then, you know, we spent all of our time together. We went to each other's, all of our ball games. We were always there supporting each other. We were every weekend, we were out hiking together at the state park or, uh, you know, we had, we sat around and we talked together. I remember my brothers and I, we still talk about this till this day, how dad would stay up with us so late at night and we would sit around and we would just, he would tell us stories yeah. about amazing moments and encounters he had with God. And when he was in Bible school, some things that would happen and the stories that, just supernatural things even. But we would just, we always spent so much time together. We laughed and we played. Yeah, we had our moments of, sure. that we had to work through, but overall, we just were best friends. And my parents cultivated the love of God. I mean, they cultivated um, that sense of family and God's sense of family. And it really, was, there was an anointing on us to be a family. And I believe every family has an anointing on them to be a family. And it's just how much you yield to it or not, how much you value it. Do you value family? Do you value time together and time, um, what God's called you to be together and how He's called you? And, and I just... I believe that cultivating, you know, the word cultivate ha carries with it the idea of work. Mm -hmm. It takes a little work. It's it takes like farming. A, it's farming. It's like yeah. plowing and tilling the soil. And right. it, it does take some work. It even takes sometimes you getting out of habits that you've been used to. Like a big thing in our family we talk about is sometimes we have to put our phones away. Now, when I was little, this wasn't a deal. We didn't have cell phones till I was in college. Wow, that was forever ago. <laughs> But these days, you know, I feel like the social media and some of these things are the, some of the biggest, uh, can be a thief yeah. of our intimacy and our time together. And so, you know, to making a practice of, I know some people have boxes where, you know, everybody has to drop the phone in the box when you come in for the day. Or I know a lot of parents, they'll just, when they get out of work and their kids get home from school, leave the phone in the car or whatever, because... There's nothing more valuable than those times when your kids are talking to you, being a good listener. Yeah. You know, my, sometimes my, little ki my kids are little right now, five and eight. They just like to sit and talk to us and like lay there in the bed at night and tell us about their day. Mm -hmm. They need a listening ear. Yeah. And you know, so much a part of that is a beautiful picture of our relationship with God, how prayer is, is not just about us speaking and talking to God all the time. There's a listening side of prayer. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be in our relationships with each other. But God is all about family. And if we would yield over to, we'd have richer life, richer relationships. We'd be happier. Yeah. We wouldn't be so consumed with making money and so consumed with success and all these things that, that don't bring real true joy. Yeah. 
but God gives us each other and friendship and relationship. And the more we yield to it, the more life is good, rich. Well, listen, I know we've got a lot of different people watching this broadcast right now. And I know that many of you watching, I know our assignment is to serve our generation with the Word of God. So I I would dare say a lot of people watching are really kind of in the same boat we are, maybe young families, young kids. Now, whether you're on either side of that, single, married, kids, no kids, you are a part of the family of faith and you have a place in this family. And whether you have kids now or plan to later on, some of the things we're talking to you about right now, they, they run uh, in a, a natural direction, but they also have such huge spiritual implication. And for those of you who are raising a family right now and you are determined and committed to raising a family in the house of faith, I want you to make this your number one faith house rule that that you cultivate, just like Sarah was talking about, an atmosphere and a culture of love in your home. A culture that says we love because we know how much we've been loved. Now you want to raise faith giants, this is where it has to start. And I think about Sarah, just practically speaking, in the minute or two we have left on this broadcast, I think about any time I go to bed with any sense of regret or, or uh, maybe that's the best word, looking back on a day, is, is going to bed thinking, I didn't instill something in the kids today that I should have. Mm-hmm. And now that Justice is getting a little bit older, I want my son from now until forever to be confident in talking to me. I never want him to feel like he's got to hide something. I want him to be open with me. I want him to talk to me. And that openness, that boldness to talk to dad is only going to come from one place. He's going to have to have a revelation of how much I love him. Yeah. He's going to have to have a confidence in dad's love for him. Well, how true is that? And how much more true is it in your confidence to approach your heavenly father? confidence in knowing how much he loves you. You can say anything to him. You can go to him with anything. You can come boldly before him, confident that it's not judgment waiting on you. It's mercy. It's grace. It's forgiveness. It's love. It's love. And this is the number one faith house rule. When you're raising a family in the house of faith, this has got to be number one. We love because we've been loved. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.